Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ, <coughs> family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Family, or rather prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number, if you will, 595, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Make no mistake about it, God is in control in control whether you believe it or not. Today we are reading Proverbs chapter 12 verses 11 through 20. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I acknowledge my weakness and my frailty. And so, Holy Father God, I call upon you. I acknowledge you in all of my ways. I dare not try to do one of these services without consulting with you and praying to you and asking you for your strength and your blessings. So, Holy Father God, I pray that you would give me your energy and your strength, your unction and your anointing the fruit and the liberty uh, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Gospel. And Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy and your long-suffering with us. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word and for salvation free and full through him. And Holy Father God, grant me your energy, strength, unction, and anointing, freedom and liberty of the, and the power of your Holy Spirit to even pray. And Lord, I do pray, based upon your Holy Word, ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you, Lord, for a wonderful journey. And I thank you, Lord, for precious memories. I thank you, Lord, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon me and my family down through the years. And uh, thank you, Lord, for your miraculous provision. And uh, Holy Father God, help us, Lord, who are truly saved and born again to individually acknowledge and confess our sins, our faults, and our failures. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who have sinned against us wash and cleanse our souls and spirits and hearts and minds in the precious blood of christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside crucify lord our flesh and the old man within us all fill us all afresh and anew with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. For those of us who are already saved by your grace and born again, please deliver each and every one of us today from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And Lord, help us all in a very sincere manner. Lord, help us all who name the name of Christ today to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And... Uh, at the same time, Holy Father God, we pray for a hard nut, nut to crack. We pray, Lord, for the salvation of people who are religious, but who are obviously lost and they have never been saved. And their pride is what keeps them back from getting saved because they don't want to admit they have not been saved all of these years. They have been masquerading. The saints around them know it. Their family knows it. And Lord, I have several in my own family, including my wife, Marika White, who is here right now, uh, helping in the ministry. But as her husband, uh, I believe that she is not saved. Uh, Lord, and I pray for her salvation, and I pray that she would humble herself 
and uh, let go of the past, let go of what she did in the church when she was 16, and uh, truly receive you, believe in you, and embrace you now in a humble way, and become the true Christian that uh, you want her to be and the t true disciple and follower of Christ. I pray that also for her mother and for her aunts. I pray that for my own mother and uh, my two sisters uh, who are all in disobedience to your word. And I pray that uh, your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior and submit themselves to your Holy Word. And uh, Lord, we pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would do this for thousands and maybe even millions of religious people who have never met you, who you will say to one day, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity, uh, if they don't come to know your Savior today. You have shown me, and as an evangelist, this is sometimes hard for us as evangelists to see, we, because the gospel is so simple and so powerful. We believe, uh, it's our nature to believe that if a person says they believed in Christ, to believe them. Uh, but you have shown me, and you have changed my prayer, uh, that that is not always the case. And you, you have even changed the way I address people in the church today. And so, uh, I thank you for leading me, guiding me, and directing me regarding that. And now, Holy Father God, I also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, especially on this Friday, a day that the devil hates. He's still smarting from Good Friday long ago. And especially on Saturday, another day that he hates, which is the Sabbath. And he hates Sunday because you rose from the dead and he has used devilish people to try to hinder your work on earth, particularly on these three days. And so I've already told my wife not to let the devil use her uh, throughout this weekend. Uh, and uh, even though she may not be saved, she can control herself and Lord, I pray that you would restrain her, as I've asked you to do hundreds of times down through the years, and restrain the demons that work through her. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, Tobias, uh, out of... Uh, Marika White's life, my wife, and out of people in our family who have that problem, that serious problem and that issue. They're just full of hell and the devil and hell bent on trying to uh, hinder the services and hinder your work and uh, disrupt the family. And so I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts from there wicked minds and hearts and spirits and give us sweet victory over the world the flesh and the devil and turn the hearts of each person 
in our family towards you and uh, and save their souls and fill them with your Holy Spirit and cast out the demonic spirits that they have allowed themselves to uh, uh, gain by dealing with evil people uh, for evil communications corrupt good manners I pray that you would deliver each and every one and for all of them will be tested and so Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ do this in the lives of our Christian families or families that name the name of Christ in this country as well as churches in this country and around the globe and uh, Holy Father God I pray for the salvation of those who don't know your Savior for the revival of those who do for the healing of the sick and for the comfort of the grieving around the world comfort them and Lord we pray uh, that is people who have suffered from the plagues the coronavirus plague and now the monkeypox plague and all other plagues the infl inflation plague the gas prices plague all of it stems from this plague that you sent that is uh, impacting uh, the lives of people everywhere and so Holy Father God I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ based upon your holy word ask and ye shall receive seeking ye shall find knocking it shall be open unto you and holy father god i pray in the name of the lord jesus christ that lord uh, you would indeed uh, lift all of our burdens cares worries and anxieties today for those of us who are saved fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding your joy unspeakable your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart and lord we pray that you will help all of your saints to truly confess their sins and repent of their sins and we pray that you would deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions by your grace deliver us lord help us to do right by you help us to be obedient to you help us to fear you so that we would be obedient to you and then lord deliver us from our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions Lord deliver us also from all spiritual mental physical emotional family financial uh, student loan debt student progress problems and uh, Lord uh, protect us all from a housing crisis food crisis medical crisis and utilities crisis around the world even though Lord we deserve to be plummeted into hell thank you for remembering mercy in the midst of chastisement rebuke and wrath as you have always done because your love and mercy is out of this world and Holy Father God I still don't understand it how loving you are and how patient you are and how long-suffering you are but I do thank you for it and Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for this time together help your people to pray as I have told them repeatedly uh, 
that they don't need to listen to me pray. They need to pray for themselves. And uh, uh, as the song says, uh, just a little talk with Jesus uh, makes everything all right. And it does because it changes us more than changing the circumstances oftentimes. And so, Holy Father God, once again I pray today that you'll bless and protect my family and bless and protect the families of all people who name the name of Christ especially and all other people as well around the world. And Lord, protect us from ourselves. Protect us from our flesh. Protect us from the devil. Protect us from the demons of hell. Protect us from evil people in the family. Protect us from evil people in the church. Protect us from evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole armor of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us. Through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, bless and protect our city, our police officers, our uh, sheriff and deputies, and all people who are in the ministry of government. We pray that your holy a ghost would move upon their heart, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and use them for your glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, receive all glory to yourself, Holy Father God, and lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, grant all of us your mind and heart to pray without ceasing from this point forward, today and from now on. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing pardon me thus saith the Lord the word of God the Holy Bible pardon me at Proverbs chapter 12 verses 11 through 20 he that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. The wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of the righteous yieldeth fruit. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips but the just shall come out of trouble. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands shall be rendered unto him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame.
He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit in the heart, deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but to the counselors of peace is joy. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. Have it to find a lodging place in our hearts. Help us to love it, to cherish it, and to obey it. And to proclaim your holy gospel from it so others may come to know you as Savior and enjoy the good life of following you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, it's all good. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 160. The great work of the great preacher, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Psalm 17.10 is where we are as we're marching slowly but surely through the treasury of David and through, uh, more importantly, the Psalms. They are enclosed in their own fat with their mouth. They speak proudly. They are enclosed in their own fat Luxury and gluttony beget vainglorious fatness of heart which shuts up its gates against all compassion, uh, all compassionate emotions and reasonable judgments. The old proverb says that full bellies make empty skulls and it is and it is yet more true that they frequently make empty hearts so true and so sad 
The rankest weeds grow out of the fattest soil. Riches and self-indulgence are the fuel upon which some sins feed their flames. And I believe this has happened in the modern day church. Pride and fullness of bread were Sodom's twin sins, according to Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49. Fed hawks forget their masters, and the moon at its fullest is furthest from the sun. Egalon was a notable instance that a well-fed corporation is no security to life when a sharp message comes from God addressed to the inward vitals of the body. With their mouth they speak proudly. He who adores himself will have no heart to adore the Lord. And this has happened today in the modern church as well. People are so caught up uh, with adoring themselves. Have you noticed that? I mean, people, it's a sickness. It's a sickness. I feel so sorry for many women today and vain, effeminate men who care more about how they look than how their soul looks. I mean, it's just, it is it's shocking. It is sad. We see it everywhere. People are right up, listen to me, right up there with abortion is paying thousands of dollars to change yourself from how God made you. And, and this is what some people, this, they live for this. This is it. And, 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 and some, some uh, folk, especially women folk, they do all of that Botox and plastic surgery and, and uh, hair extensions and changing their lips and changing their nose and getting fake buttocks fake breasts. You know why? To adore themselves. Because most of them don't have anybody to do anything with all of that. And and I can tell you right now, men don't want all of that. They may use you for one or two nights, but they don't want that. They don't want all of that fake clown mess you're doing. And you're doing it for yourself to adore yourself and to put, put it on Facebook so that people can adore you, hopefully, and you'll get four or five people to say you look adorable or whatever. It's disgusting, people. It is really, really disgusting. Seriously. And, and this, is, this is a part of your life. You don't think anything of it. Altering yourself. You don't, you don't have the right to do that. God made you the way he made you. And, 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 and like I told you the other night, I got from a preacher down in Haines City, Florida. He wrote a book with this title. Things that are different are not the same. That means your fake breasts are different than what God gave you. 
your fake behind is different than what God gave you. I don't care if you like it or not. You're wasting your money and you're wasting your life. And if you're a handful of fake, your husband or boyfriend that you're trying to get and keep, they're going to treat you like a fake. And they're going to actually, when they get angry with you about your nasty attitude and spirit and your fake attitude and uh, you know, your fake uh, mentality and all that, I guess that's fake too. They're going to they're gonna tell you about it. They're going to say, you're just a fake phony. Look at you. Things that are different are not the same. Your nose that you bought, the lips that you bought, things that are different are the same. It's, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem when you start altering what God made. Don't be getting mad at people who are having a, uh, who, who uh, uh, for abortions. And you altering how God made you. We don't even know you. And 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 and, and probably half of you women, you you not all that thousands of dollars of work. You are not going to do anything with it, but adore yourself, and hopefully your girlfriend will adore you. Some of these hairdos that you people have, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's over the top. It's over the top. Just be yourself. Be natural. Look good. Take a bath. Bathe. That's the main thing. Don't be stinking. Don't get mad at me. Dr. T.D. Jake said that. He said, I can't stand that. I think Oprah asked him, what's the main thing you can't stand? I can't stand a, thing, a stinking woman. That's what he said. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have anything to do with that. Okay. But you need to take more showers. Make sure you're clean. That's the main thing. And I feel sorry for you. You got to deal with all this fake stuff that's inside your body. That's, that's something, something's wrong, honey child, psychologically. To do what? To adore yourself and then be depressed all day? You women who, who do all of this and you're still sad and mad and bitter as the devil. You, 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 you have no concern about <laughs> what's on the inside. You look good to you, to yourself, not to a man. I'm telling you, anything fake on you, he can tell it. And he really doesn't want to be bothered with it. You're basically doing the same thing the, the, the drag queens are doing. I, I, I know you, 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 you don't want to hear this. See, your husband and your boyfriend that you're trying to get, they're not going to tell you. They're going to tell you, oh, you look good. Because they want to try to get something. Trying to get some kind of loving from you, from your fake self. But I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what the man really feels and what he's, what he's thinking. He's not going to tell you. He's afraid of you. <laughs> you might cut him off from whatever little bit he's getting. He doesn't understand that he's the one in authority over that too. Okay? So, I mean, but I'm telling you right now, no man wants that. 
No man wants to be dealing with no fake breasts and fake behinds and all of that, man. And all you're doing is adorning yourself. You get one hot minute after you spend three hours to get ready. And you adore yourself in the mirror. You have, and you're supposed to be a Christian. And you only adore yourself, uh, you know, particularly if you're going out to the church house or to the office or something. So, and you turn around and check how your shape is and everything, which you you paid for. And everybody knows it. The women know it. And you get one hot minute of of enjoyment, adoring yourself. And then you post a new Facebook post and on Instagram and look at me. But it's not you. That's the problem. And we got some effeminate men who do the same as. Uh, and what is it with. Look at me. What is it, people? Where you want to throw a picture out there every day for people to look at you? Are you that insecure that you got to, you got to put a picture out every day? Every week? We know how you look. We saw you last week. We saw you yesterday. Come on, man. It's, it's, it's nauseating. And we got a church full of people adoring themselves. And they go home by themselves. You know why? Because they're mean as a junkyard dog on the inside. And they have run off people that want to love them and talk to them and communicate with them. You go home by yourself with all that fake mess that you had somebody halfway look at you. Little young dumb men, they'll 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 think you for for real. You they're ignorant. They're ignorant, dumb little stupid acting men. They 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 might ooh wow and they don't know what they're looking at. Don't you're not to pay them any attention. Because they, 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 you got them duped. They're so dumb and ignorant. Looking like a cartoon character. And you get your little satisfaction if somebody turns their head and look at you. Mm, and they say that to you. I don't care if you like it or not, man. It's disgusting. And that's where we are in the church. Adoring ourselves. Men and women, but mostly women. And still can't get a man. And still going home alone. Or every now and then committing a fornication or adultery with somebody. Your maintenance man that you got on tap. On standby. Which degrades you to nothing. I know you don't want to hear this but it's the truth. Full of selfish pleasure. Adoring yourself. Not adoring the Lord. You're adoring what God made. And then you remade. Man. Woman. Come on man. People. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. And then you pop in front of somebody. And, and say. Oh hi. How are you? You fake devil. Seriously. You need to. You need to tap it down. Get back to how you used to be.
full of selfish pleasure within his heart or her heart. The wicked man fills his mouth with boastful and arrogant expressions. Prosperity and vanity often lodge together. Prosperity and vanity often lodge together, or should we say the appearance of prosperity. That's where most of you live at. You have the appearance of prosperity. But you have leanness of soul. You're not happy. You're angry. You're bitter. You're frustrated. You take it out on other people. You want to blame somebody else for your mess that you got yourself in. Let me tell you people something. Okay? You got duped by the government. You got duped by Experian. You got duped by the credit people. See, I hope you learned that credit is not for real. They can do whatever they want to do to the credit. The government, the president, they can tell the credit agencies, which used to, you know, put the fear in people. Oh, man, I'm, I got bad credit. Oh, but they gave you credit. They raised your credit. You know, the powers that be raise your credit. They wanted you to buy that house in the plague pandemic. I tried to tell you not to buy it. Now it's going up, 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 and the taxes are going to go up too. Everything goes up in inflation, man. And see, I knew that this was going to happen, and I knew what they were doing. I told you while it was happening, they were manipulating things and letting letting you have bubble stuff. Now, a whole lot of you people are going to have to take bubble stuff back. You're going to have to go back to Nebraska and I'll call Nebraska and say, come pick this up. You bought into the fake American way and you went out there and got bubble stuff that you can't afford. And you better get a plan quick or you're going to find yourself in a whole bunch of trouble with a whole bunch of responsibility that you should not have in the first place. And you need to humble down and downsize and get rid of stuff. One of the things you need to understand is what I tried to tell you people at the beginning of the plague pandemic, coronavirus. What is that? No payments. I don't know why you people like payments. It's, it's, it's the dumbest thing in the world to be. You cannot live your best life with payments. No payments on a car. No payments on a house. Get into something that you can pay for. I told you that. Because thing, I told you back then things are going to get worse. The reason why you don't think they're worse... Is because you have been infected with the can-do American spirit against God. Now, I love the can-do American spirit. I am a can-do person. I'm a get-it-done person. I am a, I'm beyond positive mental attitude. Okay? I, I, I am, I am, I'm like that man, you know, let's get the job done. Let's move forward. Opposition and 
frustrations and problems and troubles and tribulations, my wife and my children and other people who know me, they, they, they'll know, they, they know that don't bother me. It just, that you just putting a fuel in my tank. I'm wired that way. Type A individual is what they call it. Okay? So I, I know all about that. But mine comes from the Lord. Yours come from the American fake can do a peace and safety lie mess. Gone whole mess and foolishness. <laughs> that you believe the politicians and you believe the fake preachers and the can and the and the gung ho uh, uh, lying preachers and lying politicians over God. When God is doing something, can't no man stop it. Look what is happening. Look how it's rolling out. How God is rolling all this out. <clears throat> and I have said before and I'll say again, my beloved. It may have something to do with the second coming of Christ, the rapture of the church. Or it may not. Jesus may not come back for another thousand years. I don't know. I do know he's whipping behinds and taking names. I know that. <laughs> In the church. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. I know that. He's rebuking and chastising people right now in the church. He's cleaning up the church. He's causing great ones to humble themselves down and, and admit that they're wrong. Those who are saved. Those who are lost, they're falling by the wayside and dying. See, saved people, when they see God working and moving, they, they, they start to moving. They, saved, born again people. They can be all that and big, big time and all of that all they want to, but they're they going to humble down. They're going to get it right. Say, born again people will get it right. They're not going to keep on going with that foolishness. They're not going to do the gung ho, uh, uh, let's push forward foolishness. Mm -mm. Not born again people. Born people recognize. Born again people recognize. Huh? You hear me? Born again people, say people, they recognize that God is doing something and they need to change. And they're humbling down real deep, real quick. They may have been up here, pumped up by the world and, and, and the flesh. Uh, but save people, buddy, they're going to come on down that hill and, 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 and find a place to get right with God. I, I, I don't worry about save people. <laughs> I worry about religious people who think they're saved. Okay? So I, I'm telling you again, get rid of bubble stuff. Go back to Nebraska. I know you love going to Nebraska. I, I love passing by it. I don't love going in it. Rooms to go. I know it. Buying a new car. It's all fun and dandy and good. But uh, once, once the punishment of God gets a hold of you in inflation and everything goes up, including your house payment, and your uh, interest rates on everything, and and because they're going up higher, and your taxes and all of that. Once they once they get a hold of you, you're going to be wanting to change that tune. And there's nothing wrong with humbling yourself down and downsizing. Stop trying to impress people. They don't care about you. What you're trying to impress people with, they don't even notice it. Because they're going through hell too, trying to impress other people. 
I say to the saved and the wise, dump the car payment and get something that's paid for that can get you to the same places you need to go. Dump the house note and get into something that you can pay for, that's paid for. Or you better have a plan. Woe to the fed ox when it bellows at its owner. The poly ox is not far off. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to stop adoring ourselves and help us to stop practicing the sin of gluttony which uh, steals our heart away from you and your work. Lord, help us to get back to you, our first love, and begin serving you the way that you want us to. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for sake. Amen. <clears throat> do what I told you now. You gonna get, listen to me. And don't endanger your life. Do not endanger the lives of the people in your house to try to pay for stuff you don't need and you have been warned not to keep. Move while you can. Get something else that is paid for. I don't care if it's a tiny house, a double wide, a used double wide, a trailer, a mobile, a, a, a motorhome. Some of you black folks, you need to do like some of the white folks do. They, they have the big fine house on Pork Chop Hill throughout their years when they're raising the family. <coughs> but they dump that, they sell that, they buy a motor home. And today is best to buy a used motor home or a travel trailer or a fifth wheel if you like trucks and things. I don't like trucks and stuff like that. I don't like back in trying to back something in, uh, you know. And live. And live in peace. And eat well. And, uh, and, and take that pressure off of you. Now, do what I'm telling you because it's going, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And it may never come down. I don't care who gets into office. Stop putting your faith and trust in uh, peace and safety, gung-ho pastors and politicians. The pastors have been paid off by the government to tell the people, come on out to church and come on, go on back to church. Go ahead on and live your life. Don't let, don't let anybody stop you from living your life. Well, God can't stop you. Because he wants all of that stuff cut out in the first place. Because, see, God knows that you would be happier if you were saved and obedient. You want happiness? You want the pursuit of happiness? God has it for you. <clears throat> I 
great gain and money is not going to make you happy. It's going to give you the appearance of that you uh, are prospering, but you, that, that's all it is, the appearance. It means nothing. And, it, and, and the thing that you worked so hard for to get, every time you look at it, it's going to cause you pain and heartache because you can't afford it. And you better trust in God. Do not be trusting in family members and friends who are trying to use you to get what they want from you. Don't do that. Hear me well now. Because they may not be as strong and stable <clears throat> as you think. So do not trust in man. Don't trust in family members and friends. You better trust in the Lord. Don't depend upon family members and friends now. Because they'll turn on you if you don't do what they want you to do. If you don't if they don't deliver if you don't deliver on what they want you to deliver on. And it may be the destruction of a prophet, so be careful. Or the attempted destruction of the prophet. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 33. This is a unique verse in the family verses. As we turn to the family segment. You say preacher why do you always every day preach and teach from Ephesians 5 and 6. Well, first of all, God led me to do it in my own home. That's the reason why, uh, by God's grace, I raised my children by His power, by myself. I made my wife do all all of the dirty work. Uh, the daughters never had to. My daughters never had to wash dishes because my wife was not a good woman, a good wife, good mother, example in front of them. And so I had her do all the dirty work when they should have been doing the dirty work. Oh, but they, they, they did the fun work like cooking and shopping. And they learned how to do that so they know how to take care of their own, you know, their household and so on. And I know some of you sweet little evangelical women who think you're the boss over your husband and the boss over everybody. You don't like it and I don't care. Keep on trying to destroy me and you will find that you're going to be destroyed. That's what I, I, I said, and that's what I meant. And I never washed a dish. Never cleaned the bathroom. Never ironed a shirt. Never changed a diaper. Look at you. Yeah, I make my husband do all that. That's, that's why you, you got an ass backwards situation. And that's why you mad at me, because you want all of the Christian men to be like how you want them to be. And once you get them beat down like that, you still not happy. Uh, but see, here's the deal. In my household, as I told my wife from the get-go, you don't submit to me, you don't obey me, you don't uh, respect me, you don't have the right attitude and spirit. Uh, there are benefits and things you're not going to get. Well, I believe that the, the wife ought to get all of the benefits and blessings and everything. 
because she's the woman. I, I, I don't believe that. I don't know where you got that from. That's not in the Bible. That's not how God deals with us. I don't care who you are. Uh, in my household, if you disobey God by disobeying me and disrespect God by disrespecting me, you're going to have a problem with God and me. And it just so happened he delegated that authority to me and I'm going to deal with it. See? Because I'm not going to have that mess that my dad had in his household. Everybody doing whatever they want. The wife can go buy a car without permission and knowledge of the husband. Oh, no. Everybody running back and forth to the refrigerator that didn't have anything in it. People stealing stuff and storing up stuff. Uh-uh. No, no, no. You have to have, you have, to have order, especially with seven children. We have to have order up in here. You ask for permission to go in the refrigerator to get it, get something. We just can't have people moving around, doing whatever they want to do, when they want to do it. We've got to have some order. Then people go to the refrigerator, they put something there, and it's gone. Now we got another problem, see. So, this verse is apropos to what we're talking about. And so God led me to do it in my family. And I have a sneaky suspicion that most families need to read this passage every day or a portion of the passage every day. Dr. D.L. Moody said, I leak. You know why we need constant prayer and constant reading of the Bible and constant feeling of the Holy Spirit? And reminding how, how we ought to act and behave, especially in the family. Because familiarity breeds contempt. Because we leak. Isn't it amazing how you can re read a passage and then five minutes later you forgot it? And you often, you're going diametrically opposed to the passage. That's how wicked and evil we are. And that's how the flesh is. <clears throat> so you need to be reminded daily. And the main reason why my wife is with me right now in our empty nest, so-called, which I don't believe in the empty nest if you have Jesus. I thank God for the years of raising my children and being with them and talking to them and teaching them and so forth. And I did it well by the grace of God. Wonderful time. A great journey. I thank God for it. And guess what I have? I have precious memories from that. I cannot explain that to you if you don't have it. I can't. I'm not even going to try to explain to you precious memories. It is such a powerful thing and such a vivid thing that somebody wrote a song about it. I cannot tell you the thousands of precious memories that God floods my mind with. I can't. And I can't tell you how, how enjoyable they are. How thankful I am about them and how they produce thanksgiving in prayer. Now my wife does not have precious memories. She's right here with me. Because she didn't do right. And I do not believe that she was saved. 
throughout these years. I, just, I don't believe it. So I'm praying for her salvation. There's a lot of things that is just too late. And this is why I tell you this. I don't want you to be like her. And I want you to understand as a young mother. You need to do these verses, young lady. If you're going to get married. And have babies. I told my wife. Before my first daughter with her was born. And right afterwards. I said your job is to make memories. And that's your job too. I'm not, we, listen. I'm not. You don't need to worry about us. We've been married for over 34 years. And so we're not going anywhere. <clears throat> you need to take this and run with it and worry about yourself. I'm telling you what to do and what not to do. You, you tell those children every day that you love them, young lady. You tell them every day, I don't care how you feel, you hug them. You kiss, you kiss the little cuts. You don't get mad at them and make a face when they boo-boo or pee-pee. You have a smile on your face so that they will never feel uncomfortable going to the bathroom throughout their lives. That they will accept it as a common thing and a part of life. You don't turn your face up into a monstrous face because uh, they boo-booed or they pee-peed because you have to change it. You don't let them sit in their boo-boo and their pee-pee because you don't feel like changing it. The devil is a liar. And I want to tell you something, sweetheart. You might be able to neglect your husband. But if your husband find out that you're neg neglecting those children and putting them through hell, you're going to see it rising up on you. You're going to be in trouble. Because that's that, that uh, Papa Bear don't play that. He doesn't care about whatever, whatever you're going through. You. <laughs> You want to make sure you take care of those children. Do you hear me? And if you're not, if you're not down for it. Don't get married. You can't just be down for sex now. You got to be down for what comes after sex. And in time to come, you get your reward. And your children will be your reward. Your husband will be your reward throughout the journey. Okay. Nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, talking to husbands, God is talking to husbands, so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Let me just say this. You say, oh, this is not fun. Married life is not fun. No, no. See, you, you're probably not saved. Because saved people can be happy and have fun in any given situation. They can have joy and they can be content in any given situation. I mean, because they have Jesus living on the inside of them. Jesus makes the difference. Not what your husband said or did. 
not with that you have a whole lot of money, or you live in the kind of house you want to live in. That's not what life is about. Jesus makes the difference because in any given situation, there's going to be joy, cheerfulness, happiness, contentment, and you will have fun because you can't help it. Jesus is all about the fun. I've been, man, I enjoyed my family life, even with, with a bad wife. Some of you people don't understand that. Why? Why did I? Because of Jesus, not me. <laughs> Certainly not me. That I'm some great man, some great husband, like some of these men out here, lying men out here. You make me sick, you sweet evangelical, with this mess. I don't know, you got it from some little nerd on, on Twitter somewhere. I am the husband of my wife, and, and I'm the father of my children. But you're a pastor of the church, you ain't you? Uh, that that really, I mean that's the main thing. What you're doing for God is what defines you most of all. Okay, God comes first. God's the one who gave you the little wife and the little children. You understand? He go, he comes first. You you copying somebody else who says something, trying to emphasize how wonderful of a husband you are. You people make me sick with that. I would like to find that nerd and I don't know what I would do. I'm not going to say <laughs> that little nerd telling you to say, say some mess like that. I'm the husband. Uh, I'm the father. Uh, well, we already know that. Why you got to put it on your Twitter thing? Huh? Say glory to God. Praise the Lord. If you need to identify yourself, uh, I'm the pastor of First Baptist Church. If you want to mention your family, it's fine. And all that is just a bunch of foolishness, man. Trying to make people think you're such a great husband. And you're such, you're such a great father. God never let me to say that. God is the great father. He's the great husband. Jesus is the great husband, man. It's all about him. Any good that, that I did, I, I give it all back to God. I give him the glory, praise, and honor. See, you little sweet evangelists like little mess like that. Trying to make everybody think, oh, you're a great husband. You're a great father. And you're not worth a flip. If you run out for God and Jesus, you wouldn't even be a husband. You wouldn't even be a father. Man, God gets all the glory. Yeah, I read so-and-so's book. That makes me a good husband. And, and, and I'm sure you what I'm talking about. I understand who I have a thousand problems with. He was on one of these little debate videos making me so acting all effeminate, talking about uh, 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 the man said, yeah, we're going to get together and go golfing or go, uh, uh, you know, hunting or something like that. Or, you know, t taking some sports or something like that. A man's man, you know. And stands sitting there on the stool doing this little number talking about, I'm a great husband. I don't, I don't like sports and I don't like hunting and I don't like golf. And I said, nigga, girl, okay, my boy. 
Mm. And smiling and grinning with that mess. Because he thinks that being manly and playing golf and playing football and hunting is anti-Christian, I guess. Uh, These men are not good husbands. They're not good fathers because they like to do manly things. Do you know what husbands? Your wife wants you to do manly things. In fact, she's turned on by that. Contrary to the damn lie that she's turned on by you washing dishes and putting on an apron and cleaning the house for her and all of that, that's a damn lie, man. Excuse me, Dr. Evans. Excuse me, Dr. Russell Moore. And I have to say that to them because I respect those men. These are holy, godly men. I'm not. Because I know they don't want me to say that. They never, they never got on my case. They, they, they let me be. They never said anything to me. But I know they don't like for me to say that. And these are good men. I'm not a good man. All I know, that is a damn lie. No woman is turned on by that. Not one. It's a lie. I, I said, any woman who says that, any man who says that, any man who wrote a book saying that, you are a liar, your feet ain't made, and your heart pumps peanut butter. That's the last thing on earth your wife, your woman wants you to do. Did you do that to get her? I'm going to tell you what you did. You were crazy. You were wild and really. You, you, you uh, put, her, put her on a motorcycle bike. A motorcycle. And uh, she said, my, my father, he told me to never get on the back of a motorcycle. Well, I don't give a flip. Are we going? That's right. Okay? I don't care what your father said. And she loved it. She was crazy about you. When you and you she loved to see you go out there and, and mix it up with the men playing football and get all sweaty. Well she loved it. I don't care whether you like it or not. That's the truth. It's a huge turn off you taking care. Go ahead, honey. I'll take care of the children. I'll have your food made when you get back. And I'll have the house clean. With an apron on. No, no, that, that, uh, that's why we got so many uh, uh, queers in the church today. Don't get mad at me for calling them queers. They call themselves queers. And 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 they are not gay at all, in the truest sense of the word. They are monkeypox. They got the monkeypox, but they're not gay. And they're all standing in line with the shorts on today, trying to get a vaccine. And in America, we don't even have a vaccine for monkeypox. Why is that? I know, do you? Anyway. Wives, I mean husbands, rather, love your wives in particular. And loving your wife doesn't mean you need to change yourself into a woman. 
and try to become her girlfriend and try to understand everything that's in her heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Let me help you, husbands. Contrary to the sweet evangelical books, you're never going to understand all of the things in the heart of a woman. You're never going to understand all the things in the mind of a woman. Do not let the woman take you on that journey because it's a never-ending journey. You get on the journey with God and you follow God and she needs to follow you. And my wife has done this for over 34 years. It was real bad in the beginning. When I was getting ready to preach or I was getting ready to pray and I had my agenda set based upon what God told me to do that day, she would, excuse me, Daddy, excuse me, Daddy. And these are words that I didn't want to hear at that time. After all these years, she did it again this morning. She saw that I was getting ready to preach, getting ready to teach the Word of God, getting ready to pray. She already knew I was getting ready to do that. And she asked me, the devil told her to ask me, now, I'm, I'm going to be getting ready to... The same thing I have to do to get ready to preach. She already knows the routine. She and I, we're going to pray together first so I can get the devil cast out of her. I did that. Number two, I, I have a shake mixture with ginger and, uh, and stuff in it for my health's sake. And I drink my shake, she drinks hers. The coffee has to be made right. Has to be has to be you know going after that. No, after the shake, uh, I exercise, but the coffee is going at the same time. Okay. Then I have to uh, deal with some business issues with my youngest son and my daughter Daniqua and my daughter Danielle and that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, and then she has to set up the church that is cut on the lights and so forth. Then I have to uh, after I finish exercising, get ready, put on what I, what I'm going to wear. She already knows this. Came in here this morning in the midst of my getting ready. Uh, talking about, and she has not done this in a long time, but she did it today. Excuse me, Daddy. Uh, may I say two or three things that I, uh, uh, may I tell you about two or three things that I want to get done here today? Uh, what? 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 See, just because they say it nicely does not mean that we got to go on with it. Because <laughs> it may be the voice of the devil. And the devil was trying to get me off track with what she wants to do. And her agenda, she wants to put in my mind whatever she wants to do, whatever it is, before I preach. And I don't do that. <laughs> well, I'm having some preachers this morning, I know. I don't do that, man. Uh, she, already knows, she already knows this. I don't, I don't hear nothing. But prayer, the word of God... And I had to remind her 
Because she was doing the devil's work. You say, that's the devil's work? Yeah, that's the devil's work. No, because my agenda is set. See, I'm not up here for fun and games. I'm up here with a purpose. God called me to do this. This is my job. This is very serious to me. I'm not up here just for uh, for show. I could be on vacation with anybody else as well. I'm going somewhere. I don't want to go anywhere because I don't want to catch the coronavirus. Did you see Dr. Fauci the past couple of nights? He's been gone for a while. You know why? Because the coronavirus ripped his behind. That's a fact. He looked like his behind has been whipped. Dr. Fauci's behind been whipped by the coronavirus. He looked like a different man. The coronavirus that he's been fighting against did some left hooks, right hooks, jabs, kicked him in the gut. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, I don't want that. Even uh, Dr. Larry Reed is telling his people, all of his people, all, all of the black folks and white folks who follow him. People, I'm not, don't ask me to pray for you regarding the coronavirus and you won't mask up. You run around with all this gung-ho foolishness and won't put your mask back on? You have not taken a shot? But you want me to pray for you because you got the corona? He said, I'm not wasting my prayer on you. I mean, that's what he said. I understand what he's saying. That's, that's, he said, I'm not praying for people who act stupidly. That's not exactly what he said. He said, I'm not praying for stupid. Now he's a uh, 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 Dr. Reza is is uh, a very talented and wild and crazy guy. So when, for for him to say that, coming from uh, uh, dealing with the people he deals with, I think you better take heed of that. So back to husbands. Husbands love your wives in particular. As I said yesterday, well, we all know that, yes, but I thank God, God gave a commandment to do so. And every wife ought to be thankful for that. And then the Bible says, wife, to the wife, see that she reverence, respects her husband. Now, see, the devil was trying to use my wife this morning to get me distracted and and and, and thinking about her agenda. <clears throat> now, she knows how to do that. As I finish serving God and I give me something to eat and I rest for a little while before the next service, you can ask me that then. Okay, if you need to go and pick up something, you need to, something for the house, whatever, you can tell me about all that then. But not before service. Not, uh, 
Because see, that's an attempt by the devil to get me caught up with some other mess before I do God's business. And I don't do that. And she knows I don't do that. Uh, uh, I have to have my mind and my heart on what God called me to do. And she knows this. And to me, it's disrespectful. Why is that disrespectful? Because she knows better. From 34 years of marriage, she knows I don't want to be bothered with nothing before I preach. Nothing. Don't, don't bring it to me. I don't want to hear it. I, I, I don't even want to hear good news or bad news. <laughs> no, sir. Don't bother me with that. And then, you know, and, and another thing I taught my wife years ago, and she, she has not done this recently, and it's good. Don't be trying to catch me out going out, I'm going out the door when you knew I was going out the door. Don't be, you want to try to throw something on me real quick. Don't do that. That's disrespectful to me. Trying to try to pull a fast one on me. No, no. Mm -mm. I'm helping you. I, we already been there. We already did this. I just snap up the devil when, when he raises his ugly head. I ain't mad at nobody. I'm trying to help you understand how you need to operate in your home for, 30, for the next 34 years. I've already done it. See, you don't have to worry about us. God taught me a long time ago that the preacher does his best work when he's transparent about what's going on with him and his wife and his family. Whereas the devil has taught you people to cover up everything, hide everything, and then pull a Devon Franklin and make him do it. And we haven't heard from them since. And they owe us an apology. They, they need to sit on a stool, both of them together, and tell us what in the world happened. Did you wait too long? What, 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 what? Talk to me. We don't need for you to be on a, a, a dating show. You need to come talk to us. And then thousands of people bought your books. Which was nothing but a fraud. And we still love you. We're not mad at you, but you need to talk to us. Sit on the stool somewhere side by side and tell the truth. Okay? And thousands of so-called evangelical Christian marriages are that way. Just a phony fraud. Anyway. My beloved Husbands love your wives Wives respect your husbands You want peace And joy in your home Then that's what you need to do Now and like I told my wife Before we got married We're not going to do it your, your parents way We're not going to do it my parents way uh -uh. To hell with all of that we're going to do it God's way or no way. And I meant that. Meaning, there's nothing off the table, nothing on the table, however you want to say it. Don't, don't bring that mess in my household. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up in here. And I will put down evil. Because we can't have that. And if you don't like it, you can leave. 
If you're, if you're not interested in being a, a, a wife and a mother, then you don't need to be here. And I tell young people today, I tell my daughters, if you're not going to be willing uh, to submit to a man, and I can't imagine really any of my daughters doing that, and obey a husband, a man, and, and, and most of these men are not worth the flip. Keep yourself pure. Use your money to travel around the world. Have a good time. Eat some good food. And enjoy your life and, and serve the Lord while you you, you uh, as a missionary when you go to the different mission fields and be fulfilled that way I don't think right now I have a daughter who would do what she should do in a marriage I, I can't imagine it. all of them have that Jamaican spirit in them of pride and stubbornness and, and uh, strong willed But you know, you know, God can change anybody. Let's pray for others. Let's pray for other families and uh, families that are not saved. Families that are, and pray for other people. For in the words of Ruby Gooding, the grandmother. <coughs> Of Danielle Tequila. Uh, my daughter. This is a praying time. So let's pray. And I say to pastors again. You're going to have an, a Uvalde shooting in your town. If you don't hurry up. And start in your church. A 24 I thank God for the Field Street Baptist Church in Cleveland, North uh, Cleveland, Texas. Now they don't use it like they should, but they have a prayer room, dog. What? And it's a nice prayer room. They have a prayer room uh, adjacent to their church, where certain ones, I guess, they have a key or they hide the key or whatever. You can go in there and pray. Let me just say this, though, if your church has something like that, we don't need you whoremongers and whores going in there. Tell me you're praying together. No. Keep your butts out. Uh-uh. Tell me you're in there praying together. Hmm. I don't care if you like it or not, because we got people who do that. But they have a prayer room. It's beautiful. You know, Southern Baptists, they know how to do stuff like that. Uh, if they do, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be nice. If you have a, a preacher's fellowship, though, you're going to pay that $2 or $3, whatever they want, for that little sandwich, pimento cheese sandwich. You're going to pay that. They believe in taking up the money. <laughs> stuff that they can pay for. They're going, all right, here's a $2, do something. Here's a bucket right here. Whatever, you don't care if it's chips and hot dogs, you're going to give some money to that in that meeting. Uh, I guess that's the reason why they can do things nice. Yeah, they're going to take up some kind of offering. Everything has to be paid for with the Southern Baptists. And this matter of fact, the bucket is going to be there. You put something in it. Anyway, 
They had a prayer room. Beautiful. Do you have a prayer room in your church? A prayer closet room? It's uh, totally dedicated to prayer. I'm not talking about the altar, Lord. I'm talking about a prayer room. And I think one time they they had somebody come in every hour to pray. That's what you need to get going, Pastor. Or you're going to have a Uvalde on your hands. You mark my words. You're going to have a Highland Park on your hands. You better pray these devils away. You better pray that God would cast the devil out of these people. That boy was demon-possessed. You can't, don't blame the police officers. Blame yourselves, preachers. That should not happen. <coughs> Period. And you're not even praying for the police officers. And they're in your church. On top of that, this is countywide, citywide. Somebody. Get with the pastors. Get with 24 pastors. Okay, I'm going to pray 6 o'clock in the morning. I need for somebody to pray 7, 8, you hear me? 9, 10, 11, 12. Would you whisper a prayer to God, Pastor, for the city, for the police officers? And I told you why the police officers didn't respond like they should have responded. It's, it's a psychological thing. You don't appreciate them. They know it. You tried to take away their funding. You cuss out the police officers. You call them pigs. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm telling you what happened. It's a psychological thing. I don't care what you say about them being cowards and all that. To me, they're not cowards. I know they're not. These are real men. Down in Texas, Jack. (laughs) But here's what has happened, though. Because of all that defunding talk, Marching against the police, calling them pigs in a blanket, frying like bacon, all this kind of thing like that right now. They heard all of that. They're not getting paid enough in the first place. And they put their lives on the line every time they go out that door, leaving their beautiful wife and their beautiful children behind. Their beautiful angelic looking children. I'm telling you what's in the psyche of the police officer. I'm going home. You may lose your children. I don't want to see it. I did not create this situation. I hurt for you. But I'm going home to my children. That's the psychological thing that's going on in the police officers' minds across this country. And we caused it with pastors not praying for the police officers. Up here playing. Churches not praying for... Uh, for the police officers and the first responders and all of that. And talking about and joining with the city board and joining with the the the, 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 the marchers, the Black Lives Matter and all of this kind of stuff, marching with them, condemning the police officers. Oh, okay. And you, y'all not even paying us? Like, and you, you gonna take away more money? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I'm going home to my wife and children. Your child may not make it, and that's 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 a bad thing. I know nobody wants to hear this, but this is the truth. I'm going. I, I'm going home. I'm not gonna let the devil kill me. 
love my wife too. I love my children too. And I don't want them to be without a daddy. Now, back in the day, they would have done that. This would have turned out differently. But they're not doing that anymore. They're not doing that anymore. So you pastors need to get on your knees and prevent this mess from happening in the first place. And when you see crazy jokers, somebody needs to put up a task force of crazy joker task force. Huh? Like the boy up in Highland Park. Why didn't anybody stop him? Dressed up as a woman climbing a ladder with a package? Because we have gone look crazy. We don't want. We can't say anything to anybody. And they the devil. We might offend them. Now let's get these jokers off the street. And if the FBI and the CIA, they know when Putin puts his drawers on. They got eyes on him. They know what he's going to do before he does it. Well, we need to get some eyes on these crazy, demon-possessed people. Huh? And watch their social media. And, and some laws need to be created. If you put some demonic mess on social media, you got to come and talk with us. And we will determine to hold you in jail or not. Because you're talking crazy. Let me move on. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for this time today. And thank you for your holy word. Thank you for your presence, your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. And Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of all families, that they would, by the power of your grace, by the power of your Holy Ghost, that you would not give them rest until they come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for their sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And then, Lord, get familiar with your holy word and read these passages to get their family healed. We pray the same for uh, or similar for those families that are saved or claim to be saved, that you would revive them again and help them to get back to you, their first love, or to make sure, examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. For Lord, as you know, marriage should be a wonderful and sweet, ongoing heavenly experience. Marriage and family ought to be that way. <clears throat> In most cases, it is not. Because we disobey your holy word. We don't do your will, we do ours. And so, Holy Father God, we also pray today for the salvation of the lost around the world, 
for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in the morning. And Holy Father, God, draw them to yourself for salvation. Grant me, Lord, your energy, your strength, your grace, and the power of your Holy Spirit now to pray and to pray after this service throughout this day, to pray without ceasing. And Lord, we pray that you would work mightily around the world in this country, in our community here, and surround us all with your protection and a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire for what happened in Uvalde, what happened in Highland Park, Chicago, what happened in Buffalo can happen here. And Lord, we pray that you would forbid it. For happenings like that change a community forever. And so, Holy Father God, and destroys the minds of the children. And we praise and we thank you for our police officers here and our sheriff and his deputies. And we thank you, Lord, for blessing us to live in a peaceful and quiet neighborhood uh, and city. We pray that, Lord, you're blessed to stay that way. We also pray that you move upon the hearts of thousands of pastors to do this on their own, to do this with the church family, to do this with a network of pastors in their cities uh, so that their cities can be safe too. And Lord, we pray that you do this in our families, in our churches, and in our personal lives. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ. For we have sinned against you greatly by disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins and help us to repent of our failures in a real sense. And Holy Father God, we pray for all uh, government officials, ministries <coughs> of government, or government ministries and ministers from the President of the United States on down. It does not matter to us, Lord, who the President is. You have commanded us to pray for them. And so, Lord, we pray for the salvation of all government officials, from the President on down to police officers around the world. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray that you'll lead God and direct these people in the way that you would have them to go, that we may all lead peaceful and quiet lives. And Lord, I thank you for blessing me to live a peaceful and quiet life pretty much ever since I've been saved by your grace. <clears throat> and, uh, and I thank you for this great journey. And Holy Father God, I also pray... Uh, Lord, for all of your persecuted Christian people all around the world, especially in Nigeria, of all places now, that you would comfort them and protect them and deliver them. And grant us all your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit for our trying hours and our dying hours when it's time for us to go. Lord, help us to go in peace 
joy, and love and contentment. Prepare us, Lord, for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. Give us your grace, your strength. For, Lord, you've taught me in recent days that the prayers that we pray before bad things happen, you cause them to be answered in that moment. And I thank you so much for that. And Holy Father God, I pray also uh, today I pray for the millions of people who are hurting and suffering from the coronavirus plague and other plagues and other issues that have happened. We pray that you would draw them to yourself for salvation. And we pray for some by name. We do pray for the millions, but we pray for a few by name that are hurting today. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Oika Theo Johnson, uh, as he has died from the coronavirus plague. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Zeta Lucas. We pray for the family and friends of California resident P. Elizabeth Real. We pray for the family and friends of Nigeria resident Evelyn Adele. And we pray for the family and friends of Nigeria resident D. Adele. Another case of multiple family members dying of the coronavirus plague. And so, Holy Father God, we commit these souls into your hands. And we pray for the families left behind that you would comfort them as only you can and draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray also, Lord, for all of the thousands of people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Hear and answer their prayers, including these new ones. Please uh, hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers for them. We thank you for thousands of answers to prayer down through the years. Thank you for the privilege to pray for all of these people by name and pray their need. And we pray now in general for everybody. We pray, Lord, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. And we pray now specifically for Janet. Please remove a bad person from her daughter's life and remove the daughter from the bad person. Lord, we pray for Paul. Please provide for him, his family, and his ministry. Protect them from the coronavirus and bless them with the supplies they need to help the people around them. Provide all people in Bangladesh with the necessities they need and to stop the coronavirus plague from spreading in Bangladesh. We pray for the situation to change in Sri Lanka as well. We pray, Lord, for Linda. Please save and heal Alex and Lily uh, and help them with their jobs, education, and relationships. And Holy Father God, we pray for the people who have trusted you as Savior, who have believed in you, 
uh, as Savior Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we thank you for the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you from hearing the preaching of the gospel from this uh, pulpit. And we pray for a few by name. Help them all to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. Eric, Calvin, Montingu, Shaney, and David. We pray now for the people who have rededicated their lives to you, who have recommitted their lives to you, who heard the preaching of your word, they understood that they were saved, and that they needed to repent and get out of their backslidden state. And Lord, we pray that they would do so permanently. We pray for the thousands who have done so. We pray for Rosa, we pray for Ronnie, we pray for O.Y., we pray for Ebenezer, and we pray for Alina. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, do a total refresh. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today and uh, you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior in the free pardon of your sins, you do need to understand several things. Number one, you are a sinner, just as I am, just as the Pope is, just as the Dalai Lama, that's good enough, just as the Dalai Lama is, just as even Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America. He's a sinner too. I am a sinner. We're all sinners. Your mama is a sinner. Your daddy is a sinner. Your grandmother is a sinner. Your grandfather is a sinner. We all have sinned against God. <clears throat> For the Bible says, God's word says, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not only have we uh, sinned against God and disobeyed God, we come short of his glory. And so that, that we are not acceptable uh, as far as going to heaven with him because we are dirty, we're wicked, we're evil, we're sinners. He is holy and righteous and pure, and uh, we're wicked and evil because we have violated his laws and his commandments. We have committed crimes against, against heaven. And do not fool yourself. Do not think there are big sins and small sins in God's sight. Any act of rebelliousness and disobedience to God is a sin. Lying, stealing, coveting, lusting after people and things. All of these things can get you in deep, deep trouble in this life and with God. And uh, can lead you to hell. Dishonoring our parents, disobeying our parents, you say, oh, that's nothing. No, that's, that's a huge thing in God's sight because God's told you not to do so. 
dishonoring God by taking his holy name in vain, committing adultery, having sex with people you're not married to, committing the abomination of homosexuality. All of these things will cause you trouble in the flesh and in this life and will also cause you to go to hell to burn forever. The wages of sin is death. That means that we die because of our sinful nature. We die because of our sinful choices. We don't die because of cancer. We die because of sin. And sin is like a cancer. Sin will take you further than you wanted to go, make you pay more than you wanted to pay, and keep you longer than you wanted to stay. Sin is an awful thing in God's sight. And God is offended because you are allowing your sins to offend you and hurt you. How many of you, how many of you have had an experience with a person that you love them and you want them to do right so that they can receive what you have for them? And you get offended at them because they won't do right so that you can give them what you have for them. So that they can enjoy it. Well, that's how God is with us. He hates your sin against him because it hurts you more than it hurts him. So the wages of sin is death. <coughs> Just exit it out. The wages of sin is death. That means that we're all going to die. And what God wants you to understand, that if God will allow you to die for your sins, and he will, and he is, he will also allow you to go to hell to burn forever if you don't believe in his son, Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross in your place and paid your sin debt. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul. And he will save you from that awful place called hell. A place that Jesus Christ preached on more than anybody in the Bible Hell is a real place. Hell is a place of torment, continuous burning. Hell is a place, a bad place. And hell is bad news, but I have some good news for you. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ said the most loving words, most important words, most powerful words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. When he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have 
everlasting life. Jesus Christ tells you very clearly what you ought to do to get saved from hell and saved to heaven. You can't work your way there. Baptism won't get you there. Church membership won't get you there. Giving money to the church won't get you there. Doing good will not get you there. You must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. He paid your sin debt, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God Almighty. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. All we have to do is believe in him for our soul's salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Make this day your day. I made my day December the 19th, 1979. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Let's pray the sinner's prayer. The Bible says, Call upon the name of the Lord and thou you shall be saved. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from my heart. You don't have to pray after me. You can pray your own prayer if you know how to pray it. So let's pray together as we believe and as you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have sinned against you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins and turn from my evil ways to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you pray that prayer with me and you believe in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ. May I say to you congratulations for you have done the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now to help you grow in the faith please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled Free of Charge 
titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus said, I am the door. So we're talking about him entering through him, believing in him. Uh, also, let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you some fresh and good material to help you grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, send that in as well and we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, may God bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Uh, Lord willing, I uh, will probably be back tonight, but don't count on it. I might take a break tonight. But whether I'm here tonight or not, the Lord is always here. And if you want to stay close to him and uh, have his peace in your life, Make sure you pray without ceasing and uh, that you have a little talk with Jesus multiple times a day. Stay in touch with God and uh, acknowledge him in all of your ways. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done here today and what you're doing I marvel at your might, your strength, and the power of your Holy Spirit and how you use uh, a person like myself. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Give us the strength and mind to pray without ceasing. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, I'll fly away.